Dear Covetrians, pet friends and podcast lovers, welcome to the Seabed Flow podcast, where I talk with interesting and inspiring people across the Covetras organization. We talk about professional and life experiences, Covetras values and culture, and I always try to show you our guest from different perspective. So let's get started. Welcome everybody to episode number 10 of our Seabed Flow podcast. I'm really looking forward to today's recording because I'm here with my colleague from Czech Republic, David Řebíček. David is manager of transportation and facility for Czech Republic, and I truly believe that he can share a lot from his professional as well as his private experience. I can't wait to start. Hi, David. Yeah, hi, Jan. I know about you that you are early bird, so you are almost in the middle of your day, uh, even though it is only 9.30 a.m. For, for some of the others. How was your day by now? Day, business as usual, I would say. I started like every morning at 5.30, then a little walk with my dog, and then after that running to the office, 6 a.m. I'm here getting the first coffee. So day like all the other. Maybe you can come back to my statement that you like to start every day early. How do you benefit from being early bird? Well, the benefit in the in the work is that, that I really like to have a little time for myself to clear all the things, all the emails before all, all my colleagues are coming to the office. And it's also a little bit to check how the distribution is going in the morning, because as you know, we are starting with the distribution from 4 a.m., somewhere from 3.30. Yep. And so I would like to fix all the problems before the customers woke up. So therefore. Yeah, that's good. That's good also for the company. David, you are manager of transportation department and facility for Covetras in Czech Republic. But before we will talk about your actual role, Please share with us uh, something about your experience before Covetras. Yeah, sure. So I started in transportation business in the year 2006 when I was 20 years mm-hmm. old. Uh, I started in the local international transportation company as a dispatcher. And it was really brilliant experience because I, from the first day, I've got the team of 25 truck drivers to lead. And I really, really learned how to talk to the team, how to behave to your employees and so So it really helped me a lot. After that, in 2008, and it happened really by accident, I was sitting in my hometown in pub. Hmm. And then one guy came to me and uh, sat next to me and started talking to me in English. And we found out that he's, he's from Denmark and he was there just for visit some friend or something like that. And we talk and drink beer. And then he asked me, because he found out that I'm working in a transport too, that if I would like to come to or come to Denmark and maybe join his company, because he has also a company for transportation service. Yeah. And then I said, yeah, why not? Then we get a couple more beers this evening. <laughs> and in two days, he called me back and he really invited me to Denmark. And I started wow. my Danish mission there, which uh, was long 10 years. Wow. What a story. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. The beginning is really, really, really strange. And uh, really, like I said, it happened by accident. But I must say that uh, these years in Denmark really form my personality. And if mm. I wasn't there, then I'm not, I think I'm not here for sure. Yeah. And I, I'm not the same person. 
So it helped me a lot, and I would recommend it to any young people who has possibility to work abroad to do that for sure. Yes, right. And you, so you have uh, the experience working in Denmark and living in Denmark, but also in Germany, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so what was your takeaway from that experience when you lived in other countries? I would start, uh, talk about the about the Denmark. Really, first thing what uh, I would like to say is that I met there only kind people, open-minded okay. people, and really friendly people, which was really uh, surprising for me because. As I think you know, the Czech is a little bit different. I think in Czech people is something from the history, and it's really and it's a hidden and it's really it's really difficult to change uh, this this thing in the people. So it was really big difference, and to work and live there was really really nice for me, for me, and also for my wife because she spent a couple months there with me before we moved back to the Czech Republic. In Germany, yeah, I would say Germany. I, I, will, I lived in Flensburg, which is a border country with the Denmark, and the people there are niggly. It's the same like in the Denmark. Mm. So I would not say that I was living in Germany. It was still Danish life. Okay, kind of similar. Yeah. But anyway, great experience for you, right? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I would recommend it to, to everybody. Yes. By the way, uh, I remember one funny story from your interview in our company. Just curious whether you also remember some funny moment and uh, I can share maybe what I have in my mind. Do you remember uh, any funny moment from our uh, interview? I don't know. From our interview, I really yeah. don't know. It's a, it's okay. A, no. So I will share. Uh, mm -hmm. We discussed with panelists of uh, the interviews on our side uh, before we, we started the recruitment process that uh, we would like to know how the candidates are thinking when they need to answer some kind of relevant but crazy question when they absolutely have don't clue uh, what is the correct answer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just asked you and also the other, other candidates, what do you think, how many petrol stations are in Czech Republic? Yes, and, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and you just said within a few moments, 3,500. And the correct answer was something like 3,600. Uh, that absolutely blown my mind. All, all the other candidates needed like minutes to answer that question. And they were very, very far from the reality. <laughs> so that was for sure your joker card in your hands. Uh, yeah, do, do, I, do, I, do you remember that? Do I remember that. I think I, I was really, really lucky about this number because I, was, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. But I, I remember that you continue with this question and then you asked me how many petrol stations are in the Brno in the city. Ah, okay. And then I was totally wrong. So <laughs> A was okay, B not. <laughs> but anyway, you are here. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. For us, it was important uh, to understand how the people are thinking that, for example, they will start with how many cars are in the country or how many people. And it, we, were, we were really surprised by an almost accurate answer uh, <laughs> in your A example. Yeah. But seriously now, it is already four years when you joined Novico, a local covetous company. And I have to say you did a huge development of the transportation department. The way how you serve our customers is, is really a five-star service, I think. Thank Can you. you describe in your way what are all the projects and accomplishments you delivered over those four years? I don't know if I shall share everything because it's every day you are doing any small project to make the service better. But maybe I will pick up um, two of the biggest. Yep. The first one is a change of a form of ownership in the fleet. Mm. Uh, I mean, the reform of a fleet of events 
and for sure of the personal cars too. When I started here, uh, we found out that actual form of ownership, it was a leasing, operating leasing. It wasn't so good like my uh, my colleagues before me expected. And mm-hmm. we had to change it because we have we want to have uh, all the services in our hands and all the costs in our hands. And it was really expensive project. And it mm-hmm. was uh, really tough to explain to not only locally, but also on the in that time in Henry Shine uh, heating, what we want to do. But we have done it. We have changed all the fleet from lease to purchase. We have managed that before the crisis in automotive, which was mm. really, really important because when we want to order any van in 2021, 2022, then we had no chance to uh, to change 50 vans in a time we needed. And then the service would be really affected by that. So this, I mean, was a really big project with ha- what uh, happened. And uh, the second one, it's a part of the Green Deal project, is a application of PDA devices, mm-hmm. means uh, electronic proof of delivery, EPODs. From the green way, I have to say that when we start using the PDA devices, we have a significant uh, reduction in the number of prints it means daily we save about 2,000 prints now, mm. which is a really huge number from the perspective yep. of a green and from the cost perspective too. And the second benefit from uh, this project, and it's also the big benefit, is the information we are getting every day online. Uh, because now we know when the driver is at the delivery place, if there mm. are any comments from the client, we can make a picture and send it online to the to us. We can we know the claims in time when the, the driver is doing delivery, and all this uh, is making our service better. And this is the yeah. main thing we have to still pushing. We have to still keep uh, mm-hmm. challenging and making the service better. Yes, so that's absolutely perfect. So we have real data in real time and uh, the accuracy is there so and it is also good to see the trends and everything right so really great really great projects i would like Mm. to say one thing if i can yep of course Uh, all these digital projects are for us very simple to start or then finish because of our own uh Mm. it develop team we have here and uh, because of our own uh, system admin you know, I just have a vision what I want to do. I, I put this vision on the paper, give it to the guys uh, sitting next to me in the next office. And in the two months, we have got an Android application to the PAs, own Android application. So no mm-hmm. cost. It's our own uh, own thing. And then also the the implementation to our own system. So it was really easy to do such a big project. So thanks them. Yes, it's a great time also to, to share the credit with, with the others. David, last year you took over facility department, which is also a huge agenda uh, as we have headquarters and three other warehouses in Czech Republic, plus other hubs for drivers. Uh, I'm curious about how you deal now with the challenge of crazy prices of electricity and gas and also petrol for our ones. Uh, all these costs are on your table uh, and you need to deal in the way that we still stay as a company effective and profitable. That's right. That's right. I've got the facility department for one month before the energy crisis in Europe. Yeah. And so I am I'm really lucky about 
my team, about the guys I'm mm. working together because uh, it's not only about me and without team, you cannot do anything. And uh, from the facility, it's my teammate, Dominic, who is taking mm. care about these things. For sure, we have to really be focused on the contracts. We have to be sure that we will have energy for our next years and mm. energy and gas. But for sure, we have to think about how to make the impact the lowest as, as, as we can, you know, because yep. we cannot do anything with the, with the prices. It's no chance. We have to, we have to do the things, uh, how to save the energy. It, it means uh, heating and so, but we are sitting nearly every week at the offers from our distributors of energy mm -hmm. and trying to find out the best way for next year to be sure that the company can still work can still serve to the clients and this is this is really important so it's it's a main project by facility from my mm -hmm. from my start in the in a facility it's an energy energy crisis mm -hmm. and as you mentioned fuel it's the same thing we have to deliver every day we have to like i said before make a service better not worse and therefore we have a still same consumption by by the fuel yeah. And we have to accept the prices, but from the other way, we have to think every day if our vans are really fully loaded, if we are yeah. not going somewhere where it's not necessary, and so so these things. Yeah, so it is also about effectivity, how we deliver the things. For sure. Because have... you are right, we can transfer the prices we get from the distributors uh, uh, for the fuel, for example, and increase the price by 40% to our customers, right? So That's that, that's right. Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. made one thing. It's also one of, of projects we have done, Green Deal project. It's, it's a traffic light for mm -hmm. uh, for ordering. It's a like, yeah, traffic light when uh, you want to order by our e-shop. Then you have a three choices uh, with the delivery. You need it as up till 24 hours. Then nothing happening. Mm -hmm. It's like a business as usual. Or if you uh, if you want to think a little bit more green, that you you can postpone the delivery for two or three days. And if we have a time to consolidate the all other I don't know deliveries in the same direction, then we are more green, and for sure we will spend yeah. uh, less money for the fuel. So this is also mm -hmm. one thing we are trying to explain our clients that they should start thinking from this way. Yeah, good, good example. David, what I really respect about you is that you have always commercial focus uh, to our solutions, even though you are not a sales guy. And I think this is very important to keep in our mind, even though we are, for example, representing so-called enabling functions. So from where is your commercial focus coming from? I don't know where it's coming from. I just don't want to be focused only on my table, on my problems, mm. on my things. I think we are one company and we have a problems which we have to share. We have a successes we have to share mm. and we have to all thinking about all the aspects of the, of our service. And yeah, transportation should be like a support for a commercial. Uh, we shall not fight with them. We have to find uh, ways how to do the things effectively, be efficient, but it's very important to, to support them. Yeah, of course. And sometimes it is also about the proactivity that you are coming with some solutions which the sales team can offer to our customers, right? I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, 
this business we are serving over the 20 years and there are not so many things you will, you can do, you know, like a new or mm. offer something brand new every day. So I'm trying to find some ways how to be more flexible, how to be, how to be the better than for our client. Mm. Yeah. David, it's time for a short quiz for you now. I will ask very direct questions and I ask you to answer with one word or one sentence and we can elaborate all the topics in more details later. Okay? Okay. What is the best way for you how to relax over the weekend? Yeah, fishing with my son. <laughs> how do you build your relationship with your team? Uh, the best thing is uh, with a beer in hand. Uh, after the work, but I'm I'm trying to talk uh, with my team, talk about everything, about yeah, about the business, but about the family or personal things too. So I think the best is to talk together. What are you most proud of in your professional life? Ah, it's uh, really difficult to say what I'm most proud. I'm most proud that I really left the Czech Republic and mm. and started work in Denmark and at the time when I wasn't so <laughs> so skilled in in a, in a thing so this is maybe the one point mm -hmm. I would pick up yeah and you survived <laughs> yeah, yeah what are you what are you most proud of in your private life yeah family everything mm. children it's everything okay good so you have now your floor. Uh, if you would like to elaborate some some of those, uh, let's say, topics in more details, so we discussed about your way of relaxing over the weekend, about the building relationship with your team, and about, let's say, the most proud of uh, things in your professional and private life. So yeah, you can start maybe, in whatever maybe, order. Yeah, yeah, maybe I will a little bit uncover the this my weekend time, this fishing okay. time, like I good. said with my son. Uh, I would say sometimes it's really good to go with my son to fish, but sometimes it's also go uh, go there alone. I really like mm -hmm. to be there over the night, thinking about the different things, sometimes about the business things, but really I need to have a time for myself. I'm not a person who is really looking for visiting many people, talking, and so I really am, I'm happy just to be with my family, to and or with myself so this is my uh, my uh, weekend times so this is your space in this universe uh, yeah for you <laughs> yeah. for sure for sure yeah and when talking about the weekends uh, in my last episode i discussed with Susie ramsey that uh, she loves to buy and renovate houses and i know that you experience something similar with your holiday or let's call it weekend house but it has also big value for you in the way that you can just live different life there with your family and friends, right? So, yep. so can you share with us uh, what that means to you and what are your activities when you are there? Yeah, I can. It's it's a ride. We we bought a really old house, I think from 1850 or something like that. Wow. Mm. But it's not so romantic like you like mm. you may be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lot of work. But we are now spending a lot of time there. Uh, I can also fishing there, which is which is good. So mm -hmm. I can combine my activity there. And I am happy if I can do some basic things on the house, which I think I'm not so bad in it. But I'm every time pushing myself that next time I would do it better. So I really like it. We are spending a lot of time there. And I can wait till Friday and I can mm -hmm. pick up my family and go there. 
What we haven't mentioned yet is your experience of doing tour guide in Czech Republic when you was young or also in Paris, for example. And I know you like to do a tour guide to your friends sometimes when you travel with them for a weekend or holiday. Yeah. Uh, how did it happen, David, that in certain point you started with tours? Well, it happened by, yeah, it happened by, by my school, my high school. Uh, mm -hmm. I was studying the travel industry and economy and then like a praxis, we had to uh, move uh, to some destinations and make a guide there. And uh, so I guiding people on the castles and uh, in the Czech Republic, I guided people in Belgium and mm. Paris and in uh, Roma and so. And uh, therefore, maybe I'm not so afraid to talk uh, to talk to people because yeah. it's only about the talking. And yes, it's right. Sometimes I make a little trip for my friends. Last time we were in May in Paris for four days and it was really, really nice and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, good. And I have to say that I also experienced that and I can only confirm that uh, you are really, <laughs> you are really a good tour Thank guide. You. <laughs> uh, I always talk in this podcast with my guests about their values and values of Covetra. So I have also one for you. What does give power mean to you, David? Yeah, like all the other values, it's everything. We have to give power to our colleagues. We have to give power to our clients. And then if we are giving the right power, then we will get the power back. So it's everything for me. And I'm trying to give that power to my team. Yeah. David, uh, I could talk to you hours and hours, but unfortunately the time is over now for this episode. But before we will wrap up, uh, you have now your floor to send any message to anyone in the company. Wow. Maybe I have two messages. The first one, like I said, if you have a possibility to work somewhere or, uh, or uh, work abroad, I mean, to change something in your life, uh, then do it. Do it because it will not maybe happen again. So this is the first one. Mm -hmm. And second thing is uh, I would like to thanks uh, to my teams, to my facility team and to my uh, to my transportation team because every day we are challenging we are keep pushing and we are making little uh, little small things to make our service really stable and better and better yeah and you are all good in that so i really you. wish you and your team all the success you, you deserve and uh, coming back to the first point i also agree with you that uh, it is not so common still not so common in let's say our culture to leave the country where we are maybe given the circumstances in the history so uh, i also think that if the possibility is there uh, just grab grab the possibility and try to live in another country and experience something different absolutely so, very inspiring very inspiring david David, thank you for representing Czech Republic and also transportation and facility uh, in our show. I feel good that our listeners could hear your story uh, and your thoughts, and I wish you all the success on your way. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Okay, David Řebíček, transportation and facility manager in Czech Republic, was my guest today. I hope that this was good inspiration for everyone who considered to try experience from abroad and not only to them. Feel free to send your nomination for my next guest with short comment to our email flow at covetras.com. 
You can listen Seaweed Flow podcast in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Seaweed Flow podcast is hosted by me, Jan Trnavský, and produced by Teresa Ptáčková. Ciao.